This week on Notorious Scoundrels Podcast. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the functional equivalent of like a pickup truck with a dude with an RPG right in the back of it. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels Podcast. My name is David and I write at the Yavin Base blog and I'm joined as always by Mike. Hey. And Kyle. Oh, sorry. Uh, we need like cute cards or something. Come on. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Your cue, is, just... your cue is your name and then you uh, just say hey. <laughs> all right. Scrub that take. Start over. Why not? That was hilarious. I think we should keep this. We should keep all right, this. Let's keep this it. is fine. Everything's fine. Well, we're all That's fine Kyle. here. How are you? He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Continue. All right. So they've learned, they're right at Never Tell Me the Odds. And our special guest today, of course, is Jay from the Fifth Trooper. How you going? How's it going, man? Hey. All right. So we're here to talk about today the Yavin Base Team League. Uh, we're going to give a little update about what's been going on with that. Uh, we got some new article drops from Fantasy Flight Games about some new heavy vehicles that are coming to the game. Super exciting as well, and that'll probably take up most of our time on the cast. And if we can get to it, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, the ATRT and what the fate of that vehicle might be in the future for the Rebel Alliance, given that more and more options are coming into the game, as well as, of course, the new uh, tank that was announced for the Empire. So uh, let's start with Team League. Uh, we got a ton of games yes. that have been going on Let's today. start with Team League. Please Yeah, continue. let's start with Team League. Yeah, so I've, I've been getting some... Uh, so in the pre-show, I was getting some uh, some flack for dropping my game, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute here. But um, so yeah, Team League's been going strong. We got some. Uh, we already have one match that's com- completed already. The Stabcast uh, already finished their three games, and they have claimed victory in their series. So props to them. I think that's their first victory. Um, and then we also have uh, the series between. Uh, entire Legion and Nerf's Herders kicking off tonight. It's actually starting right now at the at the recording time, but uh, you'll hear this tomorrow, so that, that hardly matters. Um, but yeah, we, it, things have been going great, and uh, we're still looking t- at the top of the list, and we're going to see if uh, the J and Silent Knobs can stay on top here in the near future. We've also had some new streamers joining us. Um, ben, also known as Mboyha from Toxic Taco, has been streaming games as well as Zyconia from a team known as the Little Known Bush Facts has been joining us for streaming as well. And so that's what's going on with us. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been great all around and it's exciting to see everybody participate. And yeah, it's been pretty sweet. So did you guys uh, bring me on here because my team is in dead last? Is that what this is? We're- no. <laughs> we yeah, just wanted to show a little bit. <laughs> hey, Jay, you and your team are doing great. Great job over there, guys. <laughs> well done. But, ha- but are you having fun? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It's, okay. it, it, you know what I like about it? Honestly, uh, the best part is when you have two other teammates, like I wasn't in the first two Invader Leagues, but I'm looking forward to being in the third that's coming up soon. But the nice thing about having two other teammates, it hasn't really worked for my team, but you can have the opportunity to kind of play with your list a little bit. And you can do a little bit more creative stuff and you're not feeling as guilty about that, I guess, or as competitive about the games in that way, if that makes sense. Sure. It it, it does. I mean, actually, um, 
the game I dropped was because I was trying jank, <laughs> which I would now regret. So. <laughs> I, I think I thought that going in, but in hindsight, um, maybe not. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean, speaking of dropped games, uh, I ended up dropping my game yesterday um, due to a combination of things, uh, mental errors, hitting the time limit. So I'm, I'm relying on on you both to drag me out of the abyss, and uh, I hope you have some some uh, medicine for the back pain that I'm about to inflict on you all because you're carrying me. Well, you know, I mean, <clears throat> it'll be over for me in about three hours because my game is directly after we're done casting tonight. So we'll see. Yeah. Do you know what that matchup is? I I forgot what you. Yeah. So this round, um, I'm running uh, five DLTs, one snow. Um, vader sniper uh and i'm playing against an 11 activation veers boba list with triple snipers we'll see how it goes um i i haven't played vader in a bit so we'll see um i've been focusing on palpatine i don't really like palpatine so i'm kind of switching back um so yeah i don't know i'm optimistic but uh Whipcording Vader is also like <laughs> kind of gross. It feels bad, man, when you were already so immobile. It's like, well, no, I just don't get to go anywhere at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I think overall my game plan uh, is going to be to just try and wreck Boba from afar and try and keep him away from Vader. Um, you know, he, Boba's got to get pretty close to him in order for that, you know, him to kind of come whipcord him anyways. So. Um, if I can kind of like keep the IRG nearby, I think I think I can probably make that work to some degree. How many units of IRG are you taking? Just one. Just one. Okay, I've heard I've seen some of these double IRG lists floated around with Vader because the idea is you have like two new ways to motivate them targets, and you just launch these missiles of IRG across the board with tenacity activated. Yeah, I I think one's enough. The thing about it is that like any turn you don't have an order on Vader. It's kind of not great. <laughs> you don't want your 230 point unit to like just randomly go during the turn. And two, two just feels kind of redundant and you only can toss two orders out with new ways. So I think just tossing one on an IRG unit, launching them across the board if you need to, and an order on Vader is probably just as good. I, the other thing is that I don't write like running Vader with anything less than nine activations. And if you're taking two units of IRG plus Vader, it's pretty hard to squeeze in nine activations unless you're like shaving special weapons out of core trooper squads. You're absolutely right. You know, Rebels have the same issue trying to run two units of Wookiees because you're looking at 214 point units. And then if you try to put Luke in there and you try to put Han in there, things get pretty crowded pretty quickly. And we've seen that out of every melee skew. You're usually rocking nine at the most. Yeah. We're yeah, I think to be a 10. Sorry, go I ahead. Think, I think one is definitely the magic number for Wookiees and IRG. Just because you're, you're dropping too many points in, into those otherwise. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so depending on what medics ended up, end up doing, I think that that conversation could change because I think medics could maybe um, save like an activation equivalency over the course of a game. But until then, 
you know, there's no way to really like recoup your losses. So if you lose an activation, you're just kind of boned. Um, Do you think that changes with the cheaper commanders coming out too? Do you think then maybe two IRG, depending on what those commanders do, makes more sense? Uh, m- maybe. Uh, I, I'm kind of pretty low on the 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 two commanders coming out. I think that for the extra 30 or 40 points, just taking layer veers is probably or <clears throat> Krennic, depending if depending on how good he is, um, is probably just better. Uh, 50 points is a lot to pay for an activation that still doesn't do anything. That's fair. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, without seeing what those generic command cards look like, which you could obviously don't even need those commanders to take, um, they just feel like warm bodies for 50 points at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I think if, if you're taking generic commanders... Um, you've got to be taking them for more than just like an activation because you could be taking a sniper squad for 44 points. Right. So like, and, and I think that effectively a sniper squad does way more than a, than a commander would as far as like affecting the, the field of play. Well, I totally agree. Like you have to have a very strong why to not pay the premium for Veers and Leia. And like you say, it's because you free up those points to do some sort of uh, technical thing or to reach a certain threshold in terms of like core units. You know, do I really want to not pay this premium because I'm going to get some other benefit somewhere else, essentially? You have to also kind of think, you know, while we're talking about multiple melee units, like what role it is that they're trying to fill. If you're if you're starting to stack IRG or Wookiees, you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into a strategy where you're trying to rush your, those at your opponent. Whereas, um, you know, if you're just taking one, you can kind of use them as like, you know, I think I've used this term before, but like a linebacker unit where you can basically respond to threats since they're such a flexible and durable unit. Um, I feel like it just gives you more options if you only have one. Whereas, you know, if you're sinking 230 plus points into melee units, you're you're sort of forcing yourself down a certain path. Yeah, it starts to become your strategy at that point. Right. Well, and I guess, I mean, you get the command cards with Vader, but I mean, you're kind of doing that with Vader, right? You're sinking 230 points into, he, I mean, he has the saber throw, but you, you're still melee mostly, plus you're slow. So I guess my question would be, with the two IRG at a similar point pace, you now have, you know, you can shoot, you know, you got the two black dice for the guns. So I'm just asking, you know, I don't know the answer, but I was just wondering in comparison, if you can get away with more activations with a, a lesser unit for a commander, does it make sense? Yeah, um, go for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can definitely fit more activations. It's just, you know, like in, in the Vader example, he's such a, even though he's slow, um, He's such a high impact unit, and there are so many objectives that center around fighting over specific areas of the table. Um, I think I think you're trading a lot if you're if you're just taking like a generic officer and then a bunch of units. Um, hmm. In my opinion, yeah. I, I mean, I, the reason I don't like playing Veers is because when I don't play with Vader, like it. The, uh, a high amount of your threat comes off the table. Vader just presents like a, it's not unanswerable clearly because you can kill him, but 
Like you, you throw Vader down on an intercept point. He does more than throwing three units of stormtroopers there as far as like presenting a, a kind of like knife edge for an enemy to kind of like run themselves into, you know? I think I, I think I get what you're saying. So it's like an officer, an officer's not a centerpiece. You know, he's just one cog in a larger strategy. Whereas Vader is like an ultra threatening unit that your opponent, you know, has to deal with, or it will just murder you. It will run you over if you don't deal with it. Yeah, I mean, you can't replace the master of evil effect, right? Like throwing three suppression down on everything within range two. Like nothing else does that in the game. Like. I I would I don't know how much that command card is like worth it like in in the background but like I would pay 30 40 points for that effect. No easily easily. And like I mean, the only thing I think even comes close is a saboteur bomb but that's so much harder to to put in the right place and to get it to hit as many units as it would to even come close to what Vader can do with Master of Evil and and it speaks to a I think kind of a larger point about um, list building, which is like intangibles, you know, it's, it's like, okay, so the unit's really good on paper. It's really efficient on paper, but what happens in practice, you know, you might say, Oh, Vader, you know, maybe he's a little too expensive. Uh, but at the same time, it's sort of like, where do you get this, this like suite of, of things you can do with him? Uh, where do you get implacable? Where do you get master of evil? Like you have all these reasons to take him that are, you know, not necessarily directly related to the math. So I know Jay, you're a fan of talking about math and how it doesn't apply. It's kind of nice. We have Jay and, 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 um, and uh, Kyle together here because we have one who's like all about the math and the other who's like, not about the math at all. (laughs) I just play what's fun. Well, yeah. So it's funny you said that because this whole time you guys were talking about this, I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, besides, so take away the command cards. I, I understand that part of the argument. But, like, you, I'm just thinking about the unit as it by itself. Like, I feel like the IRG are crazy powerful and can be centerpieces of an army with running two with a generic commander. And because I'm thinking, you know, not with Master of Evil or anything like that, but just them taking a position on the board they are hard to kill especially if you have all all four of them in there you know you're two you're you're looking at eight wounds six if you're taking them bare bones they toss two black dice one to two plus if you put tenacity on them i mean they are they are pretty terrifying as a unit alone and so like the whole time uh i understood what you're saying about the command cards but i was just thinking i don't know i feel like two irgs and maybe I'm not thinking enough about the the generic commander, but two IRGs would be nasty around around a position on the board. Oh yeah, I had a single one connect with Luke at a tournament on Saturday, and it rolled seven hits at me, and I was very unhappy. Now, thankfully, Luke lived, but man, it was awful. I think that there's a lot of merit to like the, uh, we're not saying IRG aren't good. Um. I, I just I don't think that they replace a, a commander like for instance like me and Kyle were playing a game you know a while back where I I was able to kill his commander on the master of evil turn and then I popped master of evil and his entire army panicked the game was just over um, and no matter how many IRG you take you just you just can't do that 
Um, I think that's completely fair, what you said. My question is, though, how situational is that? Like, how many times is that really going to come up? Um, I mean, like, clearly that's, like, the optimal case of mass review. Yeah. Um, And I don't think it's going to come up a ton, you know, uh, if you're able to, like, you know, kill Leia in a single commander list um, and and then pop Master of Evil, like that works out really well, right? Um, but I, 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 three suppression tokens overall is also just really good, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I think that w- what Vader brings to the table in comparison to an IRG unit in melee is not that different. Uh, especially because I, the Pierce three is really big, specifically in mirror matchups. It's the Pierce is a lot less meaningful in Rebel matchups. Okay, yeah, I mean, I yeah, because it's just funny. I and maybe uh, I I know that the maybe I haven't seen enough games where uh, Master of Evil does as much as we expect it to, or or as like you know, like you're talking about Mike, like as, as much as you performance you got out of it. So maybe I'm not seeing it as powerful as the card is. So maybe that's where my disconnect is with it. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I haven't found myself in too many situations where it was so good. I was like, yeah, that was worth 230 points. Hey, is there like a number you shoot for uh, Mike being the Vader player among us? Is there like a number of suppression tokens you shoot for when you dole out to say, okay, that was worth it. Uh, if, if you toss out 12, I think 12 is probably a good average. If you hit four units with it, you you did okay. Um, I think the most I've tossed out is like 28. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good lord. 28 is not a divisible by three. So like 27, 30, you know. I mean, I've definitely hit nine or 10 units with it before. And, it, you know, like when you toss down three suppression tokens on the entire enemy army, like they've lost an action on every unit, every unit like that, that if, if Vader went first or, or like he was the first of my units to activate, that means that instead of having to like trade blows the entire turn to like get suppression on to take, you know, actions away, it's, they just don't have them. You know, when your opponent says, can I borrow some suppression tokens, you're doing good. Yeah, and and I would say in, like, the real-life games I play, that specific statement comes up in, like, 80% of the games I play Vader. I, not not to, like, toot my own horn here, but, like, I have heard that statement in, like, 80% of my games. Hmm. Are you, like, teleporting Vader into the middle of their army? How are you getting them there? I mean, you, you, seems- you just got to kind of be smart about figuring out where they're going to put their army, right? Like, if you're playing Intercept, like, they, if they don't play the point, like, you just win. So, you know, put them, put them right. there. If you're playing Recover, use Vader to, you know, iron them out of the middle box. They're going to have to get there. Um, they can't not play the objectives. There's very few objectives where Vader doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's like find the most important spot on the board and put him there, essentially. And then you're almost guaranteed to get a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, Unless there's, they no line, there's no line of sight requirement. So, um, And range two is a pretty big radius. You know, that's a 12-inch radius. So you can kind of run them up 
right up against that object over that important area. And even if he's behind some big line of sight blocking terrain, he's still going to hit stuff on the other side of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like, all they have to do is hear Vader's breathing from the other side of the wall that's completely impenetrable because he doesn't have to jump, and they still get scared, you know? Um, yeah, and I mean, maybe maybe just it's my uh, lack of skill in this case, but it, I find that to be sometimes risky, right? Because uh, sometimes they... it. Vader doesn't hold up like you think he's going to hold up, and sometimes he just he just gets wasted. Yeah, no doubt. I I, I will say that the hidden the hidden gem in Master of Evil is that dodge token. Um, it really cements Vader's survivability that turn, um, and and I think that it's right to use Master of Evil in some situations when um, you just need the dodge token, and like. It's it's a very versatile card in that regard. Like you can use it for the suppression, or you can use it to keep them alive, um, which is clearly like less good. But sometimes that's what you need. It's also a three pip, so you lose priority, which is even better for your low activations too. It's got an extra synergy on top. Yeah, I, I specifically when playing the lists that I generally play, I'm generally down on activations. Like I I don't want to go first unless Vader's like already in melee. It's probably the strongest card in his whole arsenal, apart from maybe Implacable. Uh, I, I'm I willing mean, to say that it is definitely the strongest card he has access to. Um, Im- Implacable can be strong and, and generally is. Uh, and with you know, with being able to like force push twice in a turn now, like you, you definitely got a little stronger. But. Um, I definitely think Master of Evil is his best card by a lot. So yeah, if you uh, if you stopped playing Vader, uh, pull him out again because he's definitely more than viable. I know some people have said, "I'll never play Vader; it's too slow." I'm just going to play Veers or Boba. But no, I mean, you, you take him out again, you'll be pleasantly surprised. He is more than more than viable. And I mean, that's kind of what people have been saying. We're so early in the game; everything kind of has a, a niche, except for the airspeeder. But <laughs> he's also like super immune to, to snipers because Pierce, you know, um, but let's stop talking about really old units and maybe talk about new ones. Yeah. Speaking of speeders, there's a new one on the block and there's a tank. We've got uh, these new announced units from Fantasy Flight Games. We have the Occupier Tank. The long-awaited uh, tank from Rogue One that people were like, "There's, they've got to put this in the game," and uh, they've answered your prayers. Lo and behold, the occupier tank is in the game, and they've also got the X thirty-four landspeeder, which is Luke's landspeeder from New Hope. I believe that's where that comes from. Also flown by Ryder Azadi, if you've watched the Rebels blog, and uh, there's also a, a card I believe that has his name on it, but we'll let Jay cover that for us. Um, so Jay, you want to tell us about, let's, I guess we can just start with the land speeder because we, we started with it. So <laughs> Jay, tell us what the, uh, land speeder is all about here. What, what, what can you read of the fuzzy text? Yeah. So, uh, from what I've seen, it's, it's got armor two and that reads while defending, you cancel up to two hit results. I found that the wording of that interesting, the armor too, because the like the AT the ATST and and the tank have armor and they cancel all hits. So the way they like count that seems a little strange. So it's just something to pay attention to when you're looking at it. So armor two, cancel up to two hit results. 
Uh, it has Arsenal three, uh, which is is cool. So there's three potential weapons um, that you're going to be able to shoot. Uh, it's got the cover one. Uh, that's because it's the it's a repulsor vehicle. And then this next part, and I, I believe I got most of this right, but this is this is what I got. So it, it looks like a new uh, word or keyword here for us. It's called Unit Transport One uh, colon Open. And the flavor text says you may transport one friendly trooper unit that consists of exactly one small base mini. After defending, if you suffer one or more wounds, each unit you are transporting suffers one wound. And then uh, the final one on it, it says Speeder 1. It it looks like 75 points. It's got a health of 6. It surges on both defense and offense. Uh, And it has a resilience of 4 before you have to start rolling on the the vehicle damage uh, chart. Yeah, this preview is very vexing to me just because... um, So... Uh, I love the model for starters, um, but like everything about a heavy, any heavy is its um, is its weapons, and you can't see any of them. <laughs> I mean, you, oh. you can see the the weapons on the model. I mean, and they look like it's boasting some pretty significant weaponry. Um, it looks like maybe the first Rebel RPG kind of on the Twi'leks back there. Yeah, yeah it's got a it, nose gun. Yeah, and it says, uh, yeah, on the model, but on the card, uh, I, I miss, I didn't say this part. So it looks like a blaster pistol, one to two range for two white. So I'm assuming that's the driver, like shooting his pistol out the window or whatever. So that seems, the Arsenal 3 seems uh, interesting with the fact that he, he's only got a pistol. Well, and they do at least name the weapons in the, like in the text of the article, Um a three hundred blaster rifle, RPS six rocket launcher, and forty five iron blaster, and Mark two medium blaster. So those all sound, you know, fairly. I mean, potent. the A three hundred is the Rebels' normal gun. Uh, it's the A two eighty is the normal one. Oh, isn't the A three hundred the Pathfinder gun? I think it is. I don't remember. Uh, um. I thought the A300 was the the normal rebel gun, but maybe not. Yeah, it's no, A280. A280s are uh, the normals, normal okay. rebel ones. Yeah. So it seemed, if it's a better version of that, I guess that could be decent depending on cost. Yeah, but, yeah. And the, the guy on the the Rodian on the um the back of the speeder looks like he's holding like a pretty standard, like kind of just laser gun. Um, yeah, I love the poses for these uh, models that are sort of riding outside the cabin. They look great. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Yeah, and so I think the interesting with the Arsenal 3 is going to come in. So you have, it looks like the two passengers with the, the rifle or the rocket launcher. But then it also has a single hardpoint upgrade. And I think it was a medium blaster and an ion blaster to put to put on the hardpoint. Yeah, so those are probably fixed to the front. Yeah. So it's got some sort of, it's got some kind of front gun and then it's got, we don't know if what the, I'm going to presume that the riders can shoot anywhere. I'm hoping, I mean, it would only make sense, right? It's not, it's not affixed to the vehicle itself. It's just that there's people, you know, squirming around on top of the thing. So, well, yeah. And then the, uh, the other interesting thing is a movement speed of two. Huh? 
for a repulsive. A little vehicle. slow. Yeah. I mean, it's slow, but it does have the speeder keyword. It looks like so it does get a compulsory move. So it's like it's two, but it also gets a free move at the beginning of the turn. Yeah, it's yeah, also so not a T forty seven. It's not like it's not like a well. I mean, that's that could be a good thing. So what I was trying to say was, it's not like a souped up like you know. Um, it's not meant to be an air vehicle. It's meant to be like more of a hovercraft kind of thing. Yeah, no doubt. I, I love that it's not like the T forty seven and that they just went ahead and chopped a one off the front of its point cost. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. Well, wow. I mean, what do you guys think the likelihood is that this thing like comes in under a hundred points? Like, I for arsenal three to matter like you've got to put like two pretty big guns on that thing right like yeah it's impossible to know like without knowing how good those weapons are and what they cost you know that like 75 points if you're just looking at this card clearly to me that's you're just sinking 75 points into something that flies around really fast and doesn't do much else um so those weapons are going to be have to have to be good and well costed for this to be worth yeah. it yeah i mean so for like what we're looking at right here though so it, it kind of looks like like let, let's set the special weapons aside 75 points uh, uh, an amount of points any of you guys would pay to like be able to speed like luke or leia around the map or something uh, maybe i'm i'm well, torn and it, the problem with it is you know, like Jay, as you were saying, it looks like you suffer wounds if you're riding in it and the thing yeah. takes wounds. So if that's the case that you put Luke in it, you're actually making him less durable. Um, so so here's the interesting wording on this, though. And I, I wonder where this is where kind of like the trick will come is it says if you suffer one or more wounds, each unit you are transporting suffers one wound. So I think that that's an interesting analogy or not analogy but an inter interesting example so like let's let's assume for a second that um like the unit that is shooting at the land speeder would normally be shooting at luke um between armor two and cover one e even if the land speeder takes damage luke is probably taking less damage than he would be if he was outside it right yeah I mean, it depends on whether he has a dodge token on what's no shooting doubt. at him. Like, I, I would, in my experience, actually, unless you have Luke caught in the open, um, he's typically taking zero to one wounds on a given time when you shoot him anyway. So the fact that you're bypassing deflect in his armor save, I don't know. This feels like a softer target than Luke would be, you know, if he's sitting by himself, like not in the open. You know who might really benefit from this is Jin. Now that I think about it, because you're not you, you get around the save issue, and plus, like Jin seems to do a lot of good work up close, and she doesn't. You don't want to like risk her necessarily, and, and like you know her wound pool is kind of precious. And so, if you were to shoot the speeder, and the speeder takes you know, let's say the speeder takes three wounds, but she only takes one. I mean, that's kind of good. And I, I'm just assuming this. I mean. I uh, danger sense, you know, from what we know of Jen's card for now, um, you know, I, I can easily see a danger sense role like failing completely. And so I think you, you are going to get some kind of benefit from being inside this thing in, in some ways, kind of an extra health cushion for you. 
not necessarily for Luke, but for the other white save heroes. Heck, if you had Chewie in it, it would upgrade his save. <laughs> and plus, he's got the most health of any of those heroes to lose. So maybe he's the one you put in X-34 it. X-34 land speeder Chewbacca delivery system. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, the Chew- well, I mean, and I mean, that really gets into the, the transport of that keyword, right? Like maybe that's the meaning behind this unit is to get Han, Chewie, Jin, or even Leia maybe into these positions that they normally wouldn't get into because you don't want to you don't want to get them, you know, shot at on their way to that position. Yeah. I mean, like, what what if you, like, threw Han in this and, like, really, really flanked somebody and got it? Han's pretty nasty when yeah, he gets in there. like, I don't know. I mean, we, we clearly don't have, like, the rules reference guide text on this, but, like, it'd be cool if you could, like, shoot out of it. Now, that would totally make it worth it if that's the case. Yeah, that yeah. would be insanely good. If you could actually shoot while like being on just doing like drive by gunslinging, like that'd be pretty dope. Oh man. <laughs> GTA Moss Isley. There you go. Yeah. And I guess it'll all come down to what that transport keyword definition is, right? When they, when they come out with the rules for that, because right now the way it looks is they have those two, I would, I guess they're passenger icons on the card so that you can have the rocket launcher and the, and the guy, you know, uh, the other blaster. Now does Han or whoever, does one of the minis take up one of those quote unquote, I'm going to call them passenger icons. Cause I don't know what else they are at this point, but does he take a passenger icon place? Where does he sit on the model? Like all, all this, all these are questions. Right? That's what I want to know. You've got the pilot. It looks like you can have like Ryder Azadi in there. You can have like two guys with like a rocket launcher and a gun. Like where's the room to put a like fifth person to like transport around on this thing? Where is the room for the fifth trooper? Hey, there's always room hey. for the fifth trooper. <laughs> exactly. I, I do kind of love the, the the visual of like this thing sort of carting around the battlefield like a pickup truck with a bunch of rebels with guns just sitting in the back, you know, like a bunch of hillbillies. A bunch of terrorists shooting out. is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the functional equivalent of like a pickup truck with a dude with an RPG right in the back of it. Yeah, I showed the article to to my wife. She said, "Oh, it's an F one fifty with a machine gun on top." <laughs> it's literally the literally the Star Wars equivalent. Um, but yeah, so the pilot, what what is his name again? It looks like Ryder Azadi. Um, he he's from Rebels. If people haven't seen it, so the interesting thing it, he he exhausts to use them. But it says repulsor vehicles only, which I found really interesting because if you look at like the hard point upgrades in that same picture or the passenger, I'm calling them passengers right now, but the passenger upgrades, you can see at the top of the card right underneath the um, range, it says it starts to say X34. I'm assuming if it's anything like the the T47, like the hard points for the T47 say T47 airspeeder only. So I'm thinking the same thing with the hard points and the passengers here. But for him, he says repulsor vehicle only. So that means you could potentially put him as a uh, into uh, the T-47 as a pilot. What does he do? So this is what I think. I, this is what I think it says. While performing a move, increase or decrease your movement speed by one. Uh, that seems, I don't know. 
I'm not going to pay for that on the airspeeder. I don't think that makes it better. Yeah, I mean, you're essentially you're paying for the potential ability to uh, avoid colliding with terrain on the ground, <laughs> which seems like you shouldn't have to do anyway. Yeah. But, but only during yeah. only during your compulsory, right? So that uh, it was just a weird. And I may have it. Listen, I it's really fuzzy, but I mean that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for I five pay. points, I, mean, guess. I don't know. Points cost aside, like, um, for me to want to, for, like, that effect essentially doesn't do much. If you want me to take the airspeeder, that, that card needs to have a negative points cost on it. Like, that's just, that's it. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, and just yeah. even, even for, for this thing, it, it, it's hard to say, but like that text is just really uninspiring. I don't. Yeah. And I don't, you know see, I don't see a lot of uses for that, personally. Oh, which the the this this card we're talking about the the pilot, yeah. You know, I was thinking about this and like, let's say your opponent like drops supplies and then only commits like one guy to grabbing it, but then you like do the triple triple move with this guy engaged, so you get three moves with a, a heavy or with a large base mini. Uh, over to the far side and then you deliver you know a unit over there that can just completely mess up uh, with of course the land speeder support a unit that can totally mess up what's happening in the spot your opponent has only left one or two dudes like that could be that could be a game changer really could be you just turn the table on them literally and just uh, flank super hard with it yeah I don't think you'd need this pilot to do that though I mean it, essentially it adds two inches to one of your moves because it's not for the you know it's not this wouldn't let is you it, do three speed three moves based on what you run well doesn't it just say while performing a move how is that not um, i guess if it's exhaust it's only for the action that it's that it's inside of darn that's unfortunate i don't know yeah i guess okay so for the airspeed it doesn't make sense but for this one because it's speed two if you did want to boost across like basically when luke you know, in a new hope boost across the desert. That's what you would be doing. You'd exhaust to go three, three, three across. I, I hope that's what it does. I have no idea. Based on the text that you just read off, it but sounds it, like it only affects one of those three moves. So it's a, oh, yeah, I, it's hard to say while performing a move, increase or decrease your movement speed by one. And to be honest with everybody, I, the, the word move is a little, hard to read and the word uh, movement but i mean based on the rest of the text i kind of inferred those two words so i'm hoping that that's that's what it says yeah i don't want to get anybody's hopes up (laughs) (laughs) but but man if it can do that there's so many cool things you could do anyway that would be cool if you could triple speed three move with this thing yeah it would be so cool Well, you want to talk about the tank? I think we spent maybe unless we have anything more to say I about mean, the speeder, we should we could even like over a double tank. speed three move plus attack is like a that's like a large threat range. Assuming that the guns only shoot to like range two, which I, I mean I think you can see like a four on the the leftmost one. You yeah. know, um, that's that's like a pretty frightening threat range, frankly. That's all I had to say about it. Well, Double land speeder meta right. confirmed. 
I mean, like, if, <laughs> if this thing clocks in at, like, 100, 110 points and is effective at that points value, I could, I could see it. I could see it being a thing. Like, that's not much more than a speeder bike squadron. Yeah. Put Luke I, in one, Leia in the other. <laughs> Ride or <really> die. <laughs> it really just depends on on what those hidden costs are. Yeah, truly. Well, okay. Uh, so the jury's the jury's out. I think is what we can infer from what we're what we're able to see so far. But dang, that model is cool, and you should probably get two just because it's a sweet looking model that you want to paint different colors. We we need that guy okay. from the uh, Micro Machines commercials to give like the the limited liability like text at the end. Like Jay may be very wrong. He this is fuzzy text, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. This isn't even his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But we're on your network. Right. Yeah, we're on your network. It's all of our network. <laughs> we're just a big happy family. Except when Endless loses. Or David loses. Yep. We're an anarchos We're an anarcho syndicalist commune. Uh, there's a there's a Python joke in there somewhere. Um and anyway. Uh, I think we could move on to the tank. Okay. Uh, we've given Lance a lot of a lot of cred. So let's go on and talk about this this monster that is the tank. Well, the occupier. Once again, uh, it looks like the Imperials got the better unit, and so the- <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can, we, can we save this all for later? Can we save it for later? I just like I want to harvest it. <laughs> I'm, I'm building it. it. Okay, I'm building great, on it. Great. I'm getting them there. Don't worry. We'll get them there. The crystals aren't large enough <laughs> yeah. yet. We have to keep going, Jay. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> is, is that this thing might be large enough to harvest the crystals. So let's get, let's continue. Uh, yeah, those aren't Kyber crystals. It's transparent. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, so this has literally, I think, the longest name in the whole game. It's like the TX-225 some word occupier combat assault tank i've oh man even the names are better (laughs) they're they're like four or five characters better yeah it's great uh so this one has straight up armor and that's the classic armor that everybody else has uh arsenal two um it has reposition so uh, that's that same thing that the E-Webs have so before after you perform a standard move you may perform a free pivot action so that's cool uh it's got tr- so so the difference between this and uh the land speeder the land speeder says unit transport one open this one says just transport one open and the text says you may transport one friendly trooper so it doesn't specify small base like the uh like the speeder does and then it says, after defending, if you suffer one or more wounds, each unit you're transporting suffers one wound. Um, it has weak point one. Uh, on this one, it's the side. So on the ATST, it's it's your back. But on this one, it's the sides. And it says, while defending, if the attacker's unit leader is outside either of your vehicle arcs, the attack pool gains impact one. Uh, so it, it has a movement speed of one, um, a health of eight. And I guess we should go back and just say that, like all rebels, the land speeder rolls white dice. So, you know, <laughs> I think you can assume that unless you say otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's white it's dice. It's totally unremarkable. There you go. Um, but this one, being a armored unit, this is crazy. This one rolls red dice. Uh, eight health. Uh, it has the resilience of six before you have to start rolling on the uh, 
damaged vehicle. Uh, it has two weapons, so it I can't read make out the the exact text, but something with a cannon. It's one to four, two red, two black, impact two, fixed front. Then the other one is a twin MX two X with maybe it's carbine or cannon. I I can't really read it, but it's a one to two red and black with suppressive and a fixed front. Um, it looks like it has three upgrades and the best I can see is it's, I think it's one fifty five for the points. Mm. Good. <laughs> so, you, so you got a paired release with a, with a pickup truck and a dude in the back with an RPG and a tank. A tank. Mm-hmm. It's it's got the armor keyword and red saves. Man, that seems real good. I'm concerned about the weak point one sides. You mean as an empire player, yeah, you're concerned about too. the weak point one sides? Yeah, I mean, like, th- unlike the ATST, it is, I think, pretty reasonable to get a sniper into a side arc on this vehicle. The base is very. I don't think we've seen this base before. Uh, it's no, very. This is definitely a new base. Actually. Ovular is that a word? Yeah, it's it's an oval. Um, and uh, the the side arcs are definitely, you know, the it looks like the arcs are drawn diagonally towards, you know, towards the front and back, and the side arcs are certainly the largest arc because of the shape of the base. So, yeah, I mean, like the, the side arc is almost completely the length of the entire model. Yes. Um, which is huge. I mean, the fact that it has reposition, I think helps out with that, but like sniper is getting into the, the side arcs on these is like kind of frightening to me. Still, man, it's got eight health, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no doubt. Like it's, it's not bad, but, and like you can repair it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure this is a quick tangent, but I'm actually surprised they dropped this before the, uh, the specialist preview because we don't we still don't know what those astromechs yeah, actually do yeah we have no idea what the astromech costs mm. right and do we know do we know what position they take on the card is it the pilot position or are they a hard point position what position do they take i envision the astromechs being something like the like the comm specialist that they previewed but maybe maybe not uh, I think that much was clear from the specialist article. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. they, they just kind of like slot into like a, a squad or something. Um, what's unclear is like if, if, if they're good, you know, if, if they're like cheap enough to like repair this thing from sniper shots, that could be a deal. I also want to point out everybody has been like speculating on treaded vehicles since like the rules reference dropped like a billion years ago. And by billion, I mean about one. And this vehicle has treads, guys. We did it. We got them yep. all. Yeah. So it. conveniently <laughs> located in the easy to find spot, exactly where you would look for vehicle cover is the area terrain <laughs> section on page nine <laughs> of the RRG. Um, <laughs> the, the last sentence of the last really? paragraph of this area terrain section says, uh, and this is from the most recent RG update emplacements and walking vehicles with legs provide light cover while wheeled or treaded vehicles provide heavy cover. So it sounds like this thing is mobile heavy cover, which sounds legit. Yeah. In 
so many ways. Oh, wow. Seems good. I can I can see it now. I can see like this thing is gonna advance forward. It's gonna like turn and just be a giant wall behind it. Stand two stormtrooper units with the repair max <laughs> DLTs at the ready. I mean, <laughs> just it's gonna be nasty. This means that that like while advancing, Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader could just have heavy cover the whole time. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's pricey. It's like like assuming well, that this is well, 155. It, like 155 plus them, we're looking at about 400 points at that point. But like uh, but but you get a but you get a pope mobile or a palp mobile, right? I guess, <laughs> in this case. I'd love to see someone like mod this with a little bubble on top for Palpatine. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, in, like a baseball hat. Oh, based on the pictures, the little Kyber crystal containers in the back, you can just take off. Like um they they look like they you can just like use them as terrain based on the uh the pictures in the article. Yeah, and it's it like, was it it was interesting when we were talking about that, right? Because they come off and then with the transport one wording, the way it says you may transport one friendly trooper, it sounds like to me that you could put an e-web on the back of this thing. So is it just one model? It says, yeah, it says you may transport one friendly trooper. Interesting. Huh. But I did, uh, but but here's the here's the difference in the wording, right? So the other one said you may transport one friendly trooper unit that consists of exactly one small base mini. This one says you may transport one friendly trooper. Mm. So maybe you can like throw a um... trooper unit. I, excuse me. One friendly trooper unit. So maybe you can throw an entire oh, unit wow. of sno- storm troopers on there. Mm. Or snow troopers. Oh, man, you could throw snows on there. Oh, oh. oh no! So the question would be: Can you fire <sighs> from the back of this thing? Because that would that I would think be a, insane. A more interesting question is: uh, Does steady trigger when you exit the vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I mean yeah, seriously, are, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just ride up, right up to someone, just like here I am. <laughs> Whoosh! I hear you like flamethrowers. <laughs> What's up? Oh my god! Yeah, uh, yeah. Then again, like if I'm the mouse, this is like the slowest moving cat. Although we have to see how long the base actually is to get an idea of how far it can go well, in one turn. So uh, that looks like the width of a large base. I'm, I'm, I'm eyeballing it. And if that's the case, I think that it's about as long as two large bases. Oh, so wow. that's really fast, actually. That's really fast. That's like the decimator in X-wing. For those of you who play X-wing, mm-hmm. I mean, because large base. I mean, how, boost. how how long is a large base? I don't even. I don't have a thing in front of me. Uh, oh, it's what at least it's, it's, at it's least, probably at least a move too, right? Yeah, it's at least four inches. It's not so it's more. probably between like a one and a two. So you get two inches plus. So it's, it's probably, and it's front to back. So you're gaining like the, the base twice, essentially. Or I I could, just once. Just that could once. be like 12 inches, roughly, potentially. Oh my God. No, that's too much. I'm in love with this no, that, thing. No, that'd be too much. Uh, it could be like eight, though. Oh, like eight or nine. I love this thing. I love this game. Oh. God, it's and, so great. And be, because it has yeah. a reposition, you can like change course in the middle of them too, unlike 
DATS. Yeah, yeah, and it's free. Yeah. You can change course without wasting any action. That's pretty big. Well, and I think it brings us up to the pilot that it has for five for five points. He doesn't exhaust. Um, I think his name is First Sergeant something, Armob, Armob, something like that. But it says gain tactical one after you perform a standard move, gain one aim aim token. Oh my gosh, how many free actions does this thing have? Imperials are just better than rebels. You're just going to have to get over it. It it doesn't exhaust oh, either. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> that seems so much, so much better than, than the land speeder car. Oh, wow. The land speeder is like, uh, you can just change your uh, movement speed by one. This one's like, uh, you can have another free action. Uh, you, do, you know what, guy? You just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously though, this seems really great on the ATST. Like, I don't know how good it's going to be yes. on this, but this seems amazing on the ATST. For five points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's hardcore. That's great. Oh, uh, the the no exhaust. It's like a dagger. Well, <laughs> like uh, I got I got exhaust to change my move speed by one one time. <laughs> like, every time you move, get an aim token. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I that, can't even. That's literally right the text that I've always wanted on the ATST. Whenever I play with it, I'm like, man, if I only had one more action for an aim token, this thing would be real great. And apparently for five points, I can have it. Mm-hmm. You Clearly, all the devs and the Fantasy Flight team love Empire as much as we do. And so they're just making it better. Praise Palpatine. <laughs> uh, th- Are they making the Empire great again? again? Yes. I mean, you know, same disclaimer again. as before, though, right? Like that rocket launcher on the uh, speeder could be awesome, depending on what it costs. So who knows? Well, I, I'm thinking like, like you say, snipers and like fleet troopers. Basically, anything anything that can pierce is gonna go way up in stock if this thing takes off. Like I think it's you mean going to impact. Well, no, I mean pierce because you already get the free impact to use your pierce from the weak point keyword. So your big strategy is flank with piercing units. It seems at first blush, it seems to be a good way to try to get around the red save. And I mean, this is this is not a, it's an expensive vehicle, and that's a kind of a good thing. <laughs> if I can throw you know some fleets at it with impact grenades or something, and then have the Pierce as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I I'm a little bit concerned about in that regard is like you're you're right, like you can probably like nickel and dime it together. But if the Astromechs are good, I don't think that's going to be viable. Yeah, that's that's the rub is how much health can you give this thing back every turn, and that's going to. It's just going to make it exponentially harder to kill, I think, if you have easy access to repairs. It's it's double-layer defense, basically, right? Like, impact is already a really expensive keyword to acquire. So you get that impact on the weapon, you know, to push through the armor, and then you still have to deal with a red save on the other end of it. Um, And weak point sides doesn't benefit the laser RT at all because it already has enough impact to cover its entire dice pool. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and you're only rolling three dice with that, so you know you're getting with with an so, aim token, you're getting two to three <laughs> hits, but then he's rolling red saves. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It, I, I think it seems like you need either to flank it or to have both pierce and impact in the same pool, and the only things that do that are fleets with impacts, lightsabers, and wookies. Maybe that overcharged generator will come in handy finally on the FD cannon. Maybe. I, I do think that this is super susceptible to 
to just regular DLT spam. Yep. Yeah, you got to be really careful with where you place that side arc. It's pretty clear. Like, I mean, like all of a sudden, all of the DLTs just read impact to red dice yeah. surge. You know, like that's pretty. Yeah, good. that's really scary. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely. True. That's really scary for an expensive vehicle. Oh, well, and I mean, we don't know. You know, it has another pilot and or whatever. I don't know what they're calling that. I'm calling it pilot, but it they have another pilot. And then they have two, I'm, I'm guessing, the communications cards. So I, I don't know what those would add. But I mean, I'm interested to see what the other weapons are. Like the range one to four band that we can see that's two red and two black. Like that's not bad. And if there's another weapon in there that's range one to four, like that could be a pretty scary dice pool. Just like sitting back as like an artillery piece. Well, and it looks like the one upgrade weapon, uh, I can't, it looks like maybe one to four, but it, and it's got, it's a DLT. It says DLT one to four, and then it says impact something. I can't see what the impact is. So I wonder if it's that gun that's, or the or the guy that's sitting outside of the, you know, the uh, tank, uh, whatever they call that, manhole, and uh, shooting a DLT at people. That'd be crazy. Well, and it, so in the text of the article, it actually says um, the combat assault tank can be equipped with both a pilot and either a DLT-19 or a RT-97C rifle as its hard point. So that's that's definitely a DLT-19. Oh, uh, I don't. Man. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean they would just copy paste the stormtrooper DLT-19 dice onto that necessarily, but that would certainly imply that it would be range four at least. I mean, four red, two black. Range four, impact three seems not bad. Seems good. I mean, <laughs> can it take? Can it take a comm yeah. slot? Yes. Oh, so you could do. Oh, what an opening volley! So you get veers in there. You open up with a spotter, maximum firepower, and then it moves with that aim sergeant guy for a double aimed opening oh. volley at range four that's so well, nasty in the range four you know the side arcs are big but if, if all of its weapons are range four then you're you're significantly limiting your exposure to yeah. flanking if you can just leave it in the back for sure yeah you'll also never miss deploy a unit ever again after that because dang that could just end your game you know if they catch one of your valuable units in the open with it yeah that would hurt that, yeah, that could rough. be a, a lot of damage on a Luke Skywalker at the beginning of the game. Yeah, so you got to watch out for that Alpha Strike. I mean, that's worse than the Boba Alpha Strike. That's on a that's on a one turn as well. That's not even. I mean, four you know, red, two black, impact three is like pretty scary to ATRTs. It's good. Yeah. Plus maximum firepower coming mm-hmm. behind it. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof, oh, I love the Empire. <laughs> love it. <laughs> there's a reason why they took over the whole galaxy this is it one of many reasons tanks. they're just real good oh, so good so happy right now so hey, you know what it's yeah. okay because we got a floating pickup truck <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> so how do you guys feel about that rebel players we're going to be moving really fast to our deaths. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see, you know, all of the unspoiled stuff. Yeah, I mean that—that's my—that's my formal answer. 
my my informal answer could be uh, a lot worse. <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to say too many negative things. I don't want to repel people. I know some people get really repulsed. Uh, get it by uh, salty comments. So I'll just refrain for yeah, now. I'm I not going to make any speedy judgments. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, it looks like that M45 upgrade is a one to four with with impact and ion, so that might that might help. It's a hard point for the land speeder. Yeah, does ion help this thing? I mean, I think that thing? the weak point sides on the occupier generally might make impact better, uh, not impact ion better. That's a general statement. I, I think. It's hard to say on the land speeder without knowing what the weapon does. But um, the fact that you can get additional points of impact fairly easily on ion weapons feels like a big deal to me. Makes Bistan look a lot more attractive, I'll say that much. Because Bistan's got that range 4 thing going on with the ion. I mean, uh, here's the thing though. like I don't know that the weak point one side may make a difference, but at the moment you're not using ion to deal with an ATST, and this adds a red die into the equation. And part of the problem with ion is you don't just need to hit it; you need to actually push a wound through. So it's you know it's not enough yeah. just to get those impact hits through; it has to actually then fail saves. So ion weapons, which at least the ones that currently exist, are are expensive. I'm just trying to be optimistic here, I, man. I know you're trying to be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 it's a good point. Like, you know, we've we've been talking, not just us, but like the community has been talking about how exhausting ion weapons are kind of bad and they might still be bad even in the, even in, you know, what we're theorizing here may be a, an extremely vehicle heavy meta Can, going I, I forward. Just, let's back it up real quick. They're not kind of bad. They're horrible. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> There's it's no like, way around it. Let's not, let's not sugarcoat this. Like, they're terrible. Sure. Um, it is what it is, you know. Um, but but in my mind, there there's like there's like two scenarios here, right? Either they like got it wrong, which is possible, or there's things like this out there that haven't been released yet that they like were like, man, you know, this is what ions for. Uh, you know, I don't know. Without having played with this, it's hard to say. But I think that it's possible that you know they have planned ahead. It, yeah, it is. It's very possible. I just with the red die, I just I don't <laughs> I don't see I don't see I am being more valid against this. That I, would be. I understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat I'm gonna caveat the iron weapons being bad with 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 a f- experience that's probably familiar to says many in X-Wing. Um, and I know that a lot of people who play Legion play X-Wing, but it's, it's a massive feel bad when you spend like almost 200 points on a unit only to have your opponent do something where you literally get no value out of it. And two ion tokens is that you cannot attack when you have two ion tokens on you. I think so. I was like one of those trap abilities, right? Like once ion is good, it's probably way too good. That's kind of true, right? It was sort of like stress in in uh, in X Wing because stress did the same kind of action denial thing, and it, there was a point where it was just too darn good because you could dish it out 
over long distances and do so very easily. And you didn't even need to do damage to get it on board. You just had to attack something to get it on board. And it, yeah. it defined it's, it's kind of like how I feel about Luke. Yeah, it's like Luke as well. It defined a meta. So FFG is wise to be careful about these kind of NPE feel bad kind of things. Yeah, because that's, you know, ultimately you want to limit experiences where you, you feel like you don't have any counterplay and taking away actions is literally the yeah. definition of that. So, yeah, two ion tokens. Once the two ion tokens are on, there's nothing you can do as it, far as I know. It's, it's, it's certainly <laughs> better to make a mechanic like that bad than good. But I, I just, I think, I think they yes. went probably too far in the, in the bad direction. Personally, I will, I will say too, it's interesting. Um, both of these units monetarily wise are the most expensive units for both armies. So the tank, they have it pre-ordered at 60 and the airspeeder they have pre-order at 50. So that's pretty interesting too, I think from a, Man, those are like GW standpoint. prices. I mean, yeah. I thought about that. Um, and at first I was like, man, that's a lot of money. And then I got to thinking, you know, the sculpts have been improving like a lot. And it shows. So I, the other thing is that it, it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of realized that, hey, you know, we're not going to sell as many heavies as we would a core unit we can probably bump the cost up you know five ten dollars a box and it not hurt us a ton um and yeah, I, I think I, both of those things are fine yeah i think i would i mean personally i would pay like 30 percent more for better quality sculpts and i think we're starting to get that so yeah no doubt um yeah and i guess i wasn't saying it as a um negative i was just saying hey this is what you know just what these things cost now yeah i i think ffg sorry go ahead no, Dash. you, you got it sorry mike okay so i i don't want them you know okay i <laughs> i'm gonna get a lot of flack for saying this i don't want them to become another games workshop where i'm paying a huge amount of money for exquisite models where the rules are kind of janky um i, I think they're striking a very good balance with quality and uh, and having a great game and having a, a rule system that is not arcane that is not spread out over five manuals and um you know i think i think they've they found a good balance point and if they can fine-tune the models more and more without jacking up the prices so much the better but at the end of the day for me anyway it's the rule set and the uh fun i'm having in the game they really make it, and the models just. You're being that. really gracious, saying that Games Workshop only has five rules manuals for their games. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, they seem to, they seem to do their they seem to make an effort to spread it out over as many as possible, so they can sell as many books as possible. Um, but I, I would agree with you. Like when they come up, like I would guess this transport keyword or the or the other keyword tactic or whatever it was tactical. You know, I would guess it's going to be maybe a couple paragraphs added to that book. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent that they reuse old, um, not old, but they reuse keywords they've already used and rules that they already have in there. And then, you know, like the armor, they just added two on it. And then they just put the text on the card that says, Hey, you can only actually cancel up to two wounds. Not all the, you know, not all the hit results, just two hit results. So 
Yeah, I mean, they'll just change it to Armor X, like Scout X or whatever. You know, that's all they have to make. Only change they have to right. make. Right. And, and, and then with the transport and stuff, they'll probably just have a transport because the way it's worded, I'm guessing they're going to have like a closed versus open. But like, it's just going to be a maybe maybe a three or four paragraphs, right? When they just explain all the different types, but that'll be it. And it'll go right in the rules reference and you'll be done and you'll be able to play the game. Yeah, it's all in one neat place, and you can use the search function to find exactly what you're looking for in the electronic. And it's free. Rules. Really, really it's, good. It's and it's free. free. <laughs> you, don't, you don't pay a no. cent. <sighs> FFG is really fun to play their games, and they're just a good company. So Yeah, they're going to get yeah. fistfuls of my money regardless of how much those minis cost. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sweet. Um, we're a... Uh, we're, I think we're winding down here. We got any more uh, thoughts about this tank and about the uh, future if going forward? you can drive by in the land speeder, you can probably drive by flamethrower people for the tank. Oh, God. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I can't wait to be destroyed uh, by that. You know, just when I started to look at uh, Rebels, and I was like, oh, wow, Jin and Pathfinder, so you know what? Maybe I'll ch- test them out. They come out with Krennic and the Death Troopers and a friggin' tank. I'm never playing Rebels. Never. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> never go. Never. Back. And you can't make me, Mom. Well, uh, well, enjoy your mirror matches. <laughs> I mean, the best part about it is you're going to enjoy them, too. Everyone will. Yeah. Or you're, and by enjoy, I mean you're going to play them. You might not enjoy them, but if it comes down to that, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, or you're just going to be super salty for like you know. I think I think I made a joke uh, earlier. Like 2018 was the year of Luke. 2019 is going to be the year of the tank. I can see mm-hmm. it coming. Yeah. Love it. It's okay. I'll just get all my. I'll just you know dose you, you know make small doses of salt in my my uh, Twitch casts and you know. Oh, um. So before we depart, I have one final note, one final little announcement. Um, for those of you that are familiar with San Francisco um, con scene, KublaCon is our big uh, tabletop board gaming convention that happens on, in May, on Memorial Day weekend. And a bunch of us from the San Francisco Bay Area have gotten together to uh, host a 32-player Legion event at KublaCon. Um, the the relationship between our con and FFG has not been very good, and the community is getting together because we love Legion and we want to see a healthy relationship there uh, between our area and FFG. We're going to create a an event that uh, hopefully we can attract a lot of you folks too and i'm trying to get some sponsors on board and jay will talk more about that later but uh it's going to be a two-day event in uh, san francisco memorial day weekend saturday sunday um it's going to be three rounds of swiss followed by a day two three more rounds of swiss and we're going to have a whole lot of fun there's gonna be a whole lot of prizes and more details forthcoming but i just wanted to get that out there because things are finally starting to come together for us as to the exact nature of what we are proposing so um if you are interested at all um hit me up on the discord or uh hit me up on the um sf barrier facebook group uh, so sf barrier legion would be a good place to start uh, for that but we are going to have an actual page going on pretty soon we'll have everything else for you 
uh, within the next week for people to start uh, signing up and indicating their interests. So that's going to happen. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend. Come play some Legion in San Francisco and hope to see some of our listeners there. And you'll be hearing plenty more about it as the uh, weeks progress. So I just wanted to get that out there before we closed out the show. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, yay pickups. Flying pickups. Yay pickups. <laughs> have fun with your truck. Yes, we will. And we will also have fun blowing up many tanks with grenades. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thank you, Jay, for being our fuzzy text reader and coming on the show. We really liked having you on and uh, we'll hope to get you on more in the future, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. How, do we, how do we get in touch yeah. with you? Uh, all you got to do is type in the little text box there. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm just going to say we know where to find you. <laughs> it was nice to actually participate instead of just listen this time. So yeah. I'm, I'm yelling into my muted mic. But what a, who cares about math? Uh, behind the scenes look everybody indeed okay all right let's close it out so uh, for notorious scoundrels my name is david i'm kyle i'm mike and we'll see you next time join us next time for another edition of the notorious scoundrels podcast this has been a fifth trooper production